The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. This is Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, you know what you need to do? You need to come on out and follow me. Well, hello, everybody. A little bit nipper on the bipper this morning. As they say, it's 30 degrees outside. Uh, So it's uh, it might be a good thing just to sit inside, have a little bit of warm beverage, you know, tea, coffee, whatever. And just to keep yourself warm and enjoy the show. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little bit of a Chicago throat here. Um, on today's show, we've got Brian Drendel. He's with the Illinois Bass Fishing Coaches Association. This is a brand new organization for high school bass fishing that is really putting a different spin on, you know, team bass fishing with the high schools from the IHSA. IHSA is great, great organization. I even helped them get started with the bass fishing tournaments. Uh, But the Illinois Bass Fishing Coaches Association is about 200 schools that I think are involved in this. And it's uh, really, uh, this is going to be something to keep an eye on. And uh, for all of our kids in high school that want to bass fish and uh, do a few things, we're going to hear more about it from him. Jim Cupjow. Oh, yeah. The crappy angler extraordinaire, teacher, seminar, speaker, and more. He'll be on the show to tell us about how to find those delectable, beautiful. They just look so perfect in a frying pan. Um, Them and yellow perch look just too good in a frying pan, by the way. Uh, But he'll be on the show to tell us how to catch more crappie from shore and from a boat this time of the year. And then our really good friend, Jerry Urbanozo will be on to tell us what he's using in his kayak on Lake Michigan to catch more and bigger salmon close to shore from his kayak. There's a lot more kayaks out on Lake Michigan, and he's going to be showing us and talking to us about all the different things that are out there. And so we're looking forward to that. And uh, remember that you tell your friends to listen to the uh, new ESPN Chicago app. Uh, Just Download from your favorite app store and click on it, and it's easy as click one, two, three, and you can be listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Can't go wrong with that. And uh, tell you what, there was a couple of things I want to make sure we cover, but I, you know what we're going to do? We're going to jump on to um, our first interview. Now let's hear who's on the phone with us. Brian, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Brian, you guys are doing something that, I think is really, really unique here for Illinois. Yeah, thanks. Uh, what we've done, we've put together a uh, coaches association for Illinois coaches. In fact, uh, our organization is called the, the Illinois Bass Fishing Coaches Association. We have many roles that we're going uh, to do to help improve youth fishing in Illinois. Now, that's, I think, an important thing. We're talking about where... You're taking high school teams, not just in a one area, but look, 
across the area, across the entire state, you've gotten support from from a lot of people. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, at this point, we have close to 200 uh, members, and these members would be coaches from different high schools or different clubs, and they represent roughly a little over 2,000 to 2,500 uh, anglers, both males, females, in the, at the high school age. Mm. You know, this is a separate organization from the IHSA, is that correct? Correct. So every, every single state has their their high school association that runs all their sports and their clubs. And in Illinois, the IHSA, the Illinois High School Association, and we they do run a, a state tournament, and we're going to support them in the running of that state tournament. So that's one of our charters, one of our goals. At that tournament, they, they give away trophies for the top three teams, but there's really no individual awards. So we're going to come up with, uh, with criteria for all state awards for uh, roughly 15 individuals, the top 15 anglers in our state. So that's one of our, our things that we're going to take care of. Okay, so you're, you're going to give more awards to the kids to benefit more recognition. Everybody likes to get an award, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody likes to get a trophy. So, you know, but, you know, these are for the kids who have done well not everybody but the kids who've done very well first second third place and but then you're you're also doing something that i i really commend you guys on because you're looking at giving these kids scholarship money can't talk about that quite yet that's not going to be released for a couple weeks but okay at some point at some point we will be giving away some scholarship money right well, yeah, I'm not saying we should get into you know the nitty gritty of it, but you're, you're, the kids are, have a potential of also helping themselves out by fishing to go to one of the great schools that they want to go to for a, a higher education, and hopefully it's a school with a really good bass fishing team on it. And I, I just and Illinois is the first state in the United States that had a bass fishing program for kids. Then it spread like wildfire. I mean, I'm, I know of one bass. BASS high school tournament that had 400 entries. 400. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. In fact, I was on the the ad hoc committee way back in 2007, I believe it was, where we came up the, with the rules for the IHSA's first high school bass state tournament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Illinois... I wouldn't say we're the hotbed of fishing, not compared to Tennessee and Alabama and some other states, Texas, but there's an awful lot of interest in this state. And geographically, the way that the state runs north and south, you've got drastically different lakes in the northern part of the state than in the southern part of the state. So it is a unique state, and there's a lot of people that have an interest in fishing in this state. Matter of fact, there are places in Illinois that are further south than Washington D.C. Just to give someone an yep. example, yeah. And yep. uh, I just think that this is a marvelous thing where we're able to do so much to get these kids a sport that they can fish. And I've said this in numerous interviews with a, with a lot of different people that the fishing tournaments here in Illinois are something that have been able to turn into something where. The kid is not the six foot five, three hundred and forty pound lineman. 
Right. I know that right. sounds so bad, doesn't it? But you know, he's not that the big Maluka to play football, or or he he doesn't have that ability for for baseball or basketball or, or whatever. But here they are, kids. Are you know everybody's the same on that boat? It's a it's an equal playing field, no matter what you are. And that's why I mean this is a great sport for you know whatever size you are, and for for boys or girls because. You know, there are some fantastic female high school fishermen that are out there. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a very, very good uh, female fisherman on my team right now. Who, her older brother did fish in college, and he's very successful. So she comes from good stock, fishing stock. But, good, good fish stock, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one of the great things about this fishing, youth fishing, is it, it draws a wide variety of, of, of kids. I've I've had autistic kids on my team that basically their best friends in high school were on our fishing team. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had several girls on the fishing team, boys. Um, I've had kids that never were involved in any other activity in the high school all four years except for fishing. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a great great uh, avenue for a lot of kids to get involved and. You know, a lot of kids that have an interest in something or a passion in something, and and uh, it makes them feel important in the school. It does because I've seen a number of these schools where those kids are getting equal recognition on Monday morning after a tournament over the PA system. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, I'm pretty good friends with the West Aurora fishing coach Jim Dolly, and mm-hmm. last year they finished third in the state, the IHSA state tournament, and. Uh, you know, our state tournament is right towards the end of the school year, and the end of the school year is a busy, busy time. But at West Aurora, they made a point to throw an assembly for that that team. They drove the boat, the truck and boat, into the gymnasium with their trophy, and they had the entire school uh, there to cheer them on for that third place state trophy. I mean, what a what a great opportunity for those kids! Really, they did that. Yeah. Yep. Oh my yep. goodness gracious! That's fantastic. That's fantastic, and and this is all one way to get more kids interested in in fishing. But you're a science teacher, my friend, and you, you've got a long credentials of different you know classes and things that you've taught. But this also gives the the kids that are part of the fishing team. They're not just learning. Oh, I got to pitch that crankbait. I got to do this. That we have to do this to, and this is why. This is the environment. This is the water color. This is the oxygen levels. This is why fish are doing this. This is why fish are doing this. I mean, they're not the fish aren't the smartest, you know, cra- sharpest crayon in the box. It's just that they're sharper than our crayon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always think of it as we're teaching these kids problem solving skills. Yeah, we're, teach- we're teaching them how to problem solve on the spot, mm-hmm. on the water, making, adjusting your decisions, and trying to trying to come up with a different plan. If plan A isn't working, let's look at plan B and, and so on. Yeah. Now, uh, later this month, we're going to be having, you're going to be come back on the air, and you said you've got a whole bunch of things you want to make announcements about, correct? Yes. We've got a pretty big announcement coming up in a couple weeks that, in my opinion, is going to change Illinois youth fishing um, for the better. Mm-hmm. And so we're you know, we're putting a lot of things plans together. I can tell you that the the board that we have for this uh, this 
Illinois Bass Fishing Coaches Association. Mm-hmm. We have representation from every part of our state. Cool. So it's obviously for those people that aren't from Illinois, the most most of our population is up in the Chicago area for the state. But fishing wise, there's an awful lot of really good fishing in central Illinois, southern Illinois. And so we made a point to have a representative from each geographical location mm. in the state of Illinois. Cool. And so um, we, we, we want the voices heard from everybody, not just the suburban coaches or the, right. not just the southern coaches. Yeah. And the kids that win, you know, your big tournament of the year, I guess I'm going to call it an invitational if that's what it is, and we'll, we'll learn more about that. You guys are connected with BASS, correct? We will be, yeah. You will be down the road? Cool. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I got a little note from, from Bass that, hey, you know, we, we may be doing something with an organization in your state. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're the only yeah, other organization I know of. That, yeah, that's part of our big announcement coming up. So I can't. Can't let the cat out of the bag yet. Okay, well, that's just a little tease, little tease that we got from that. Yep. People are going to want to listen up on that. Brian, I want to thank you so much for calling in and talking to us about this organization, which is called the IBFC, IBFCA. I had to get all the... Yeah, yeah Illinois Bass Fishing Coaches Association. Right. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. Well, that's okay. We all need a good tongue twister in the morning. <laughs> And we'll look forward to hearing you in a couple of weeks to hear the, the whole big announcement about what you're doing, how you're doing it, how it's structured, uh, what everything, because I'm excited about this. I really am, okay? Thank you. And, yeah, we are very excited about it. Cool. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road, Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com, hookandhunttv.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at visitrenlake.com and enjoyrenlake.com. Biz baits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at bizbaits.com. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. 
When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037 and get ready to yell fish on waterworks knows the area lakes and boat ramps are opening up and mercury marine wants you to repower your current boat with a new mercury outboard motor from the only authorized mercury repower center in northeast illinois waterworks boat sales get the right motor on that boat you love with professional service at the right price from the only authorized mercury repowered center in northeastern illinois waterworks boat sales call them at 708-798-9700 plan your next illinois adventure to ren lake where the fun begins ren lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. HookandHuntTV.com is educating and informative. Jim Crowley shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Learn, watch, learn, and apply. Information is the key to success on HookandHuntTV.com. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This segment is brought to you by DiamondGhostCharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, Fish on! It's Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. This is Chauncey talking to you. Now let's hear from our guest, Mr. Who's this going to be? Jim Cupchow. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, good morning, Chauncey. How are we doing today? <sighs> Buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking because, you know, I've, I've always said Captain Tony is a bird dog on salmon. I heard someone's going to send me a picture of you almost on point for crappie off of your pontoon boat. 
<laughs> you know, I, I wish I had that ability, but, uh, you know, without the help of the modern electronics, that uh, I'd have to, you know, give uh, credit where credit is due. But, the uh, yeah, we get close. We get close to pointing them out. <laughs> I just had that vision of you going on three-point stance, you know, with one arm <laughs> out there. <laughs> but, Jim... You know, really, um, and everybody, Jim has been on a number of times on the show, and I wanted him to come on because, yeah, we're into May. It's not a normal May. Nothing is normal with our world anyway. But it's not a normal May because things are a little bit cooler yet. We had a couple of warm days. But I'm getting reports of crappie from a number of different spots, and I know you must be hearing about crappie fishing for boaters and shore anglers, aren't you? You know, Chance, it's weird you say that, but uh, this year, especially with the cold temps we're having, the shore fishermen have a better, uh, call it a, a better go of it than the boaters. Really? Yeah, some of the areas that you're able to access by foot, uh, it, it, you can really get into a mess of fish without much effort. It doesn't really require a boat this time of year. Hmm. Didn't realize. Well... And, you know, everybody thinks that you've got to be out and, you know, working these different areas and, uh, you know, uh, whether you're in a small slip bobber or uh, like a thill bobber, very light line, light things. But if you could do it from shore, you can, you open yourself up to a lot more fishing, don't you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. In fact, the focus of the, the crappie right now is coming close to the bank in preparation for the spawn. All three lakes that I guide, Evergreen, Heideke, and Shavin, are, are all in the 50-degree range. So it's very cold yet. You haven't really missed anything by the, uh, you know, the virus shutting us down as far as boat access. Mm-hmm. But um, because the temps have stayed the way that they've stayed, the shore angling is still really a, a good bet to get on a lot of fish. Hmm. Now, um, when you, when you're fishing these lakes uh, for shore anglers. Uh, what should I be doing, uh, to you know, equipment-wise? Should I be using uh, live bait? Should I be using plastic tails? Should I be using uh, little flies that are look like a minnow that you can put under a bobber? Or well, what should I do to increase my odds on catching some of these fish? And you know what? Yes, I I love catch and release, but I also love releasing in the grease. And to me, that's where a crappie belongs. <laughs> okay, well. Let's back it up to your first point. If you're going to be mobile and you're going to be walking around several spots, you're not going to want to drag around too much. So you're going to have either that small backpack or fanny pack that you have on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get rid of the minnow bucket. It's not really required to have the live bait. I know a lot of guys have a hard time getting away from that because minnows in spring do equal crappie. That's probably the number one bait you're going to want to use, but it's not really necessary this time of the year. Mm. What you really have to think of is those small finesse plastics that we use through the ice. Those you're going to pair up with a very small jig, say a 132nd or a 180th ounce jig head, pegged on a very small float. It, it, it's actually not even a bobber. It looks like a strike indicator from the fly, uh, fly fisherman. And you're going to peg that presentation on that, that strike indicator or float 12, 16 inches down. And you're going to fan cast an area from shore, twitching it occasionally, and you're pretty mobile. So you're inside of a good two-minute range. You, you can work through you know, one set on a, a bank and figure out if there are active biters there. 
Mm-hmm. This time of the year, it doesn't take a lot from you to entice the fish. They're very uh, tightly schooled, and because of the competition amongst the school for, for food, they'll let you know that they're there pretty quick. Now, if you're using some of the, you know, what, the jigs that you're talking about, um, those are really small jigs, aren't they? Very, very small. Um, gosh, uh, most guys that look at it, they, they, they think right away, it's like, well, what are we going to catch with that? But I use that at all three lakes I guide on, and, you know, you can get 10, 11, 12, and, and you know, some of the other lakes get into those 12 to 14-inch fish. Mm-hmm. This time of the year, with the water being as cold as it is, their metabolism isn't as such that they want that, you know, very large, you know, inch and a half to two inch uh, twister tail or, or mm-hmm. tube jig. They're still feeding on, they eat all day long. They're, they're eating the smaller stuff, but they're eating more of it. When you get into summer condition, when their metabolism is really spiking, yeah, they can hit some pretty big baits. You can get away with a larger profile, but right now, keeping it small, You'll catch a lot of fish with uh, just the finesse plastic, and and the way a crappie, the and as a matter of fact, I think you called them Wackham jigs or what was it called? Oh, Wackham and Stack. Whack, Wackham and Stack. It really shines. Yeah. Yeah, Wackham and Stack them. Um, yeah. When you're using these these small jigs, you know the crappies. You know, first of all, their, their mouths are designed to open up and suck everything in. You know, you got to remember that's how they feed. They just suck it in. <laughs> And uh, they're not like a muskie that grabs a bait. They just suck this bait in. And you have to be careful because their mouths are so, the, the tissue behind the lips are so delicate that you could just rip it right out. You know, it, it, it's, it, it, the rod that you're going to want to use doing this technique is not one of those that has a lot of backbone. This isn't something you're running, you know, your bass baits on. This is something mm-hmm. that has a very soft action tip to absorb that hook set, but the hook set isn't an entire arm or body movement. It's just a flick of the wrist. It doesn't take a lot of pressure from you uh, to exert that energy through the, the rod blank, the fishing line, and to the hook. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't uh, require a, an entire body movement. You're just basically lifting the line off the water and tightening it up in a quick uh, snap of the wrist, mm-hmm. and that's all that's required. Cool. Okay. Well, that 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 probably explains why I missed the last bunch of crappies I was fishing. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. Uh, I'll have guys in the in the pontoon boat, and because I can broadside towards the bank where the fish will come into uh, the beds to spawn, and you can have four and five guys all flinging these baits towards the rocks or towards the bank. And you're just slowly going down the bank, very similar to what bass fishermen, um, you know, work the bank. You're doing the same thing for crappie. And you will find these areas that may be the length of uh, a basketball court that there'll just be so many fish in that area. You have to be careful that you don't over-harvest. But you'll find, for whatever nuances that exist underwater, Mm -hmm. these fish year in and year out come to these areas. And I, the only thing you have to worry about, especially this time of the year, is the competition from the shore anglers, because they actually they can stay right on it, and you're in the boat casting toward them. So it's kind of funny that old adage that the boat owners bang the bank, and the shore anglers are trying to fish towards the middle of the lake. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> I, you know, and you, you just mentioned a couple of things that you know they could be that close. I know in Ren Lake. Um, 
the bat, the crappie were in less than two feet of water. Yes. Last week. Yeah. The uh, the old buck brush. Yes. Yeah, they're in less than two feet of water. Bass were in under sixteen inches of water, uh, laying there. I mean, it's just it's amazing how close all these fish can be, and the crappie, they could be piled in there, and you won't even know it. Right. You would think you'd see their backs sticking out of the water sometimes. It's so shallow. You know, it, it, we're, like I said, you're not setting that jig between the distance between the jig head and body to that little strike indicator or miniature bobber is no more than 12, 16 inches. That's it. That's cool. And you're just going to twitch it and, and work it through an area. And I guess the advantage of me being in the pontoon boat when I'm guiding, you have a handful of anglers all banging in the bank. It, it, it's a little easier to do because there's so many baits being tossed. But as a single guy going out towards the bank, or from the bank and doing it himself, making multiple casts, you will figure it out. And I'm not saying to stay in the bank and, and cast out towards the middle of the lake. You're going to cast to your immediate left or right, and within, say, 10, 12 feet of the shoreline is where you're going to work this presentation. It's very, very close to shore. Hmm. Now, uh, one of the lakes you mentioned, uh, Heideke. <laughs> Heideke, for a lot of anglers, is a tough tough, 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 tough lake when they're trying for, you know, the old striper action, they're trying for some walleye. I mean, it's no longer a, a cooling lake. It's really a natural lake almost, you know. It freezes over and stuff like that. But w- there's no point on Heideke to say, oh, that's where the crop you're going to be at. Well, I would, uh, well, with the handful of years I got under my belt, I would somewhat disagree. Okay. They do have a southern shoreline on the south pool that is natural that is not lined with riprap. Mm. And that's a great shoreline, especially when you're getting southwest winds. Um, it, it doesn't affect the boat as much. It is a cooling lake in that the way that it's designed, a little bit of wind goes a long way, and it changes. You can have eight-mile-an-hour mile winds, but it feels like 18. Yeah. Um, but that whole southern shoreline can be worked for uh, uh, spawning crappie. Um, there's some really good rock riprap inside and outside of the harbor, Mm-hmm. That'll hold spring fish. Um, you're right. It doesn't have brush piles. It doesn't have standing timber. It doesn't have the fish cribs that other you know state parks have. But if you can find a little nuance, be it from the shoreline, just a little bit of difference in the uh, the riprap and the way that it sticks out into the water, any kind of little nuance, and the fish will relate to that because it's different than everything else that's out there. Cool. Well, Mr. Cupchow, I want to thank you very much. This is Jim, everybody we're talking to. <laughs> Jim Cupchow. And it's just, this time of the year can be such a good time for crappie fish. And I wanted people to hear about some of your techniques, some of the baits that you're using that are bringing these fish in, and different ideas, especially like Heideke Lake, which, you know, if you come to a lake that doesn't have a lot of stuff, what do you look for? Look for some natural spots. Look for these things. Look for those things. And that that's where you're going to see a lot of fish and as a matter of fact, I want to just tell you, Jim, off the top of my head, I think there were three state record stripers caught out of Heideke Lake years ago. Okay. Every one of them was caught by somebody crappy fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. And you know where they were in the lake? On the South in Shore the water, Line. On the South Shore Line. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, there you go. 
Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's show and talking to us about all of this. And uh, once again, uh, I know you do uh, a lot of seminars. You do uh, some educational things. Um, you know, uh, maybe you know next year you, uh, you'll be guiding again, uh, or possibly later on this year. Who knows what's going on with the, the this corno thing? But uh, if somebody wanted to talk to you more about crappie, is there can they get a hold of you through Facebook or any place? Yes, they can. Uh, you know. Reach out to me on Facebook or contact me on my cell phone, uh, area code 708-601-1962. Sounds good. Thank you, my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me, Chauncey. All right. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Waterworks Boat Sales at 708-798-9700 wants you to be ready for your next boating adventure with your family. With lakes and boat ramps opening up, there will be plenty of places to enjoy boating while still being careful with safe social distance and more. Let Waterworks Boat Sales and their Mercury authorized service crew and them being the only authorized Mercury repowered center in northeastern Illinois, get your boat ready for the water or maybe upgrade to a new boat powered by a Mercury motor. Call Waterworks Boat Sales at 708 708- 798-9700 and tell them Chauncey sent you. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037 and get ready to yell fish on plan your next illinois adventure to ren lake where the fun begins ren lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within interstates 57 and 64 at their website enjoyrenlake.com you can learn about southern illinois lodging at its finest restaurants family activities bike trails camping and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at ren lake and it's one of my favorite places to go so go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. 
Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Now let's hear Jerry Urbanozo. Jer, how you be, my friend? Doing good. Good morning, Chauncey. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, my friend. And I know you're out chasing salmon uh, a little here and there, and you're doing it from the kayak. And I'm hearing from, you know, people in their power boats in Lake Michigan that, man, we see kayaks everywhere now. And I want to say those kayaks are probably catching more fish than you. <laughs> well, we have our moments, you know, definitely uh this has been, I think, one of our best co-host seasons to date. Um, you know, a lot of charter captains have been fishing there, too, on their own. Mm-hmm. Has said that this is one of the best co-host seasons they've seen. And sure enough, you know, they've almost everyone going out is getting multiple fish or their limit easily. Yeah. Now, once again, there are more kayaks out on Lake Michigan uh, at the harbor mouths, at the, you know, where they launch and... You know, depending on where you're at, there people just are. It's kind of almost mind blowing because when you think of salmon fishing, you're thinking of oh, I got to have dipsies and I have yellow birds and I have to have uh, a motor. I got to be going X miles an hour faster. But the kayakers are doing this, and I think you're in certain respects you may be outfishing people under power. Well, considering we only have three rods. You know, I think the, if you kind of take the ratio, catch ratio, I think we're doing pretty good. A boat might have 6 to 12 rods, and we're doing it with 3, and yet, you know, we're able to get our limit fairly quickly, you know, at this time of the year because the fish are a lot more accessible since they're shallow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we also make our adjustments in the summertime, you know, but we have to wait for the proper conditions, obviously, to be able to get out even now or the summer. Yeah. Now, one of the things when you're fishing from a kayak, you're not running a a downrigger with a 12-pound ball on it. (laughs) But you're able to use dipsies, right? Yeah. um, Right now, we're keeping it simple. We're using just, you know, number five uh, Berkeley Flicker Shad. We're just trolling it between 30 and 45 feet behind the kayak. Um, It sounds really close. And it is because the kayak doesn't really make a lot of noise, so the fish aren't as spooked by it, by us. As we get, as the water gets warmer, we're definitely going to start using more dipsies. 
And we also use torpedo weights. You know, they're about mm-hmm. 12 to 18-ounce uh, sinkers. Hmm. So they act like a downrigger. Or we'll also use lead core uh, behind the kayaks, too. So we'll use the same stuff that the boats use during the summertime, you know, except for the downrigger. We don't really like to use a, a downrigger. Some guys will, but we like to use torpedoes and dipsies instead Yeah, for lead core. There were... <laughs> I had a whole bunch of questions as you're sitting there talking. Oh, uh, but when now when you're in your kayak, are you using a paddle or are you using the foot propulsion? I'm using the foot propulsion. I'm using a Hobie uh, Pro Angler 14. Mm-hmm. So it has a foot pedal, and there's also a lot of other manufacturers that have foot pedal, like Native or Old Town. You know, they have the foot pedal also. Theirs will have the propeller drive whereas the Hobie has the flipper-style uh, drive system. And it's nice because you don't have to hold a paddle, so your hands are free to steer the kayak and also, obviously, to fight the fish. And you, most of the times, you don't even have to stop when you catch a fish. You just keep pedaling with your feet while you're fighting a fish, and most likely, you'll probably get another fish on the other line <laughs> as the cohosts are schooling up. <clears throat> yeah, his buddies are all kind of hey, what's he eating? Let's go see, take a look, you know. But mm-hmm. you just mentioned, okay, so like on your boat, use your legs and you power your kayak forward with and these fins. And I'm going to use the term scissors. It's kind of like goes back and forth like a a pair of scissors. I'm not saying it cuts anything, but it just it goes back and you know left to right, left to right. Is that right? Yes, it's like it goes left and right, left and right, and it, it actually moves you forward fairly easily. It's almost like you're walking the same effort as you're as you're putting to the, your pedal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always tell my wife I'm ex- out there exercising, so you know, leave me alone. <laughs> does, does she roll her? Does she roll your her eyes when you tell her that? Yes. Oh, go involve fishing, but you know. Okay, so you're. Using your, your leg power on that, and that would probably make a lot more sense on a paddle because you want that open forward motion. You want fight your fish and stuff like that. But, you know, I you mentioned that you're quieter on the water, and I didn't think about that. I'm going to call it stealth salmon fishing because a power boat has yellow birds or, you know, or planter boards, whatever, that pull their baits out to the side because people have documented where a power boat that hits a school of coho or whatever game fish they're going for, those fish swim off to the sides of the area that the power boat is going through. Those planer boards keep the bait technically in where the fish are, where you're quietly scooching across the lake and you're able to keep those fish closer in so they're not getting spooked. Now, maybe this is too simple for me to explain that way, but... That sounds like why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely quieter. You know, I can see it even in, when you're fishing inland lakes. You know, you can have bass or and bluegills swim underneath your kayak so they're not even disturbed by you. So they, you know, you're not creating that, you know, all that noise with, a, with the engine. I mean, granted, you know, there are cohos that get caught really close to a charter boat or a big motorboat, yeah. you know, they're, they'll still hit the dip sea that's set back 20, 30 feet. You know, they'll, they'll be uh, very active fish. They'll chase those down. Mm. But, yes, there's definitely that stealth factor in a kayak. Yeah. That I'm... gives it a little bit of an advantage. Now, when you said, you know, you, you can use three three rods on the kayak, so you got your, you know, your rod holders on there. And 
we are going out this year, you and I. We are yeah. going out, period. End of conversation. You're, are you adding anything to the your flicker shed or anything in front of it? Uh, or are you just letting it work its way down? I mean, you know, because this is where people are saying, you know, the fish are in the top 12, 15 feet, right? Right. And the key to that is basically, uh, you know, being able to replicate uh, where that bait was. So I, you know, rely on my line counter. I use a Shimano Dakota reel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reset that line counter every time. And if I, if the fish are hitting it 30, 35 feet back, I'm going to put that crankbait at 30 feet back every time until it stops working you know so that's the key is to find out find the level of the fish i might have one rod at 30 feet one rod at 50 to see which one they they prefer you know if they Mm -hmm. start hitting the 50 foot one it tells me that they're dropping back slightly deeper as you know the day progresses so i might start dropping my 30 foot back to 45 or even to 60 to see if it works better than the 50 so you kind of have to make your adjustment and that's where the line counter reel really, really helps you, you know, hmm. fine-tune your, your presentation. Okay. Are you using very long rods when you're out there? Um, no, I might just, well, it could be considered long. It's an 8-foot-6. It's a Bass Pro Shops uh, planer board rod. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just a regular planer board rod that I'm using. And I use it for, you know, flat lining, or I'll use it, obviously, for planer board. And sometimes I'll even use it for lead core. Hmm. And some guys, you know, whatever you have, even bass tackle right now, you don't have to go buy. You know, if you're just starting out, you don't have to go buy, you know, a new line counter set just to try it out. But if you want to take it more seriously, you obviously want to fine-tune everything, and it'll definitely help catch more fish mm-hmm. to be able to put that crankbait exactly where it was beforehand. Okay. Where do you put the fish after you catch them? Uh, we do have cooler bags. Oh, so okay. we just keep them, and, and you know, and cooler bags are a cooler uh, with a nice pack. And usually, it's you know, for half a day, it's, it's plenty to keep the salmon cold. And it is important to keep them cold; otherwise, the meat gets kind of mushy. Yeah, but you you can tell I'm asking a lot of questions. Like, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you know, you got a cooler bag on a boat. Um, keep any electronics th- that you like to use, or do you keep it simple, or what? Yeah, definitely keep it simple. I, you know, I got I have my Lorenz, uh, just you know, a smaller seven-inch screen, and I really just kind of concentrate on where the fish are at when you start marking them, and you just try to adjust your lure to their depth. Uh, salmon will have a tendency to come up for lures, so you know if you're marking them at 15, 15 feet down, you obviously don't want to set your lures right below them. You know they have a tendency mm-hmm. to go up. To strike it, we were going up and not going down. Yeah. And same with the bait. You know, you kind of want to find those bait, bait balls. You mark it and you try to work that area. So yeah. you kind of put the odds in your favor. As I've said with Captain Tony, if you follow the bait, you follow the buffet table, you'll find the coho and salmon. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's why I miss Captain Tony. Usually, I'll you know give him a call in the morning, or I'll see him in the water, and that's where the fish are, and that's where I usually had. Good place to start if when you spot Captain Tony. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a he's a bird dog for you know for salmon. The last things I want to ask you too is coho now are anywhere between you know four and seven eight pounds. What's the biggest salmon you've brought into your kayak and gone? Oi, oi. Well, I think last year uh, during Salmonorama, I think I had two years ago actually. It was two years ago. Mm-hmm. I had uh, one that was around twenty five pounds. Wow, salmon, and it didn't pull you all over the world. 
Uh, it kind of did. You know, it was actually it was actually getting dark when the fish hit and just kind of spun me around. And I wish I had a bigger net that day. <laughs> I actually had a really a small bass net, and I was trying to borrow my friend's net, and you know, and eventually I I finally got it in. But yeah, that was fish was in a twenty five pound class. Wow, that's pretty cool. And you know, once again, and and everyone we're talking about Jerry Bonoso, who is. A fisherman extraordinaire, uh, uh, an educator extraordinaire, uh, knows more about biology and, you know, fish and than you could ever imagine. But, you know, he fishes predominantly out of a kayak, and he does it safely. And, you know, you can do it fishing safely uh, on Lake Michigan in a kayak as well as any other body of water, correct? That's right. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this year, I know we've had two kayakers flip already on the lake, you know, and... One was actually inside the harbor, so weird things can happen even if there's no waves or boat boat wakes. You know, mm-hmm. so you really have to be careful when you're when you get excited and you turn around to grab a net or to put a fish into your fish bag. You know, you don't get excited. You know, kind of come in and move slowly. I mean, otherwise, a kayak will flip. You know, we watch the wind. Uh, we make sure that. You know, it's not going to pick up. If we know it's going to pick up at 11 o'clock, we usually start heading back in, you know, by 9, 9.30. We don't want to get caught out there when the wind shifts because yeah. it, it'll happen fast. Oh, it will. Uh, well, I want to think... safety comes first, so you got to wear your life jacket. you got to have a buddy system if you can. Mm-hmm. All the lighting, especially if you come out before sunrise, so make sure your, your boat has a light. We're only required a 360-degree uh, light on the, on the kayak. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about kayak fishing on Lake Michigan and what you're using and uh, how to catch those uh, delectable delights that look so beautiful on a grill, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Jerry, we'll keep, keep us posted on what's going on in your life, okay? Sounds good, Chauncey. Thanks for having me on again. You're welcome. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Boat Sales at 708-798-9700 wants you to be ready for your next boating adventure with your family. With lakes and boat ramps opening up, there will be plenty of places to enjoy boating while still being careful with safe social distance and more. Let Waterworks Boat Sales and their Mercury authorized service crew and them being the only authorized Mercury repowered center in northeastern Illinois, get your boat ready for the water or maybe upgrade to a new boat powered by a Mercury motor. Call Waterworks Boat Sales at 708 798 9700 and tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. 
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. And uh, well, this, we're doing pretty well today. We've got a lot of good interviews and I'm enjoying everybody that's been on the show and been participating as part of it. Gotta love them all. Let's... Uh, First of all, I want to say before I talk about any of my outdoor stuff is happy Mother's Day uh, tomorrow to all the mothers. <laughs> I'm a little verklempt. All the mothers who aren't here, but to all of our mothers who are here. Because we have mothers that still take care of us when the other one has, has gone. So thank you. To, and happy Mother's Day to all of you because you are such an important thing in the great outdoors for us. Um, Fishing-wise, uh, Lake Michigan was not pretty yesterday at all. I mean, nobody was out there. It's going to take a couple of days for that thing to settle down and look better. Uh, I'm pretty sure things will get, you know, better as a couple of days go on. A lot of our rivers are swollen up here in northeastern Illinois and in western Michigan and some other areas up in southern Wisconsin. Please watch that. Uh, it's going to take a few days for everything to settle down a little bit, but when it does, it will be fine, Okay. It will be fine. Remember that. Uh, we're looking at Ren Lake Crappie. The lake is five feet above normal level. Uh, so that means there's water into the brushes. Uh, you can fish right at the edge of the brush. or use a, I like using a real long pole, and you just kind of wiggle it in between the branches and trees and then drop it straight down and get the little bite and lift it straight up. Don't jerk it up. You just lift it up to get those those fish in there because that's really an important thing that you want to do because otherwise you'll just you'll make a mistake that's okay <laughs> can't go wrong <laughs> excuse me can't go wrong with that um you know one of the things i wanted to t- uh, tell people about is that the uh, indiana the indiana dunes national park is temporarily closed the porter beach area due to crowds that were just ridiculous. I mean, uh, people, I know you, there's a lot of people out there that may feel that the coronavirus is not going to affect them, but it, if it does, it you've caused a problem. You, but you could take it back to your parents, your grandparents, and and that's the one of the important things. There were so many people at that beach, the Porter Beach, that they closed it. It was unsafe sanitary practices because people were using the parking lot to relieve themselves. And it, it just, you know, if you come into a crowd like that, leave, it's not worth any aggravation. And the people that are doing that, if you hear this, please use some common sense. I know I'm getting on my, my stack here, but please use some common sense because that uh, was, it's a tough thing. Hey, you know, what's going on all over the, the United States this weekend. It's the spring bird count. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Jim Phillips is out there uh, counting birdies. He said, you know, Chance, it's colder today than it was in December when we did the winter bird count. <laughs> There's something wrong with Mother Nature. She's mad at us, boys and girls. Mother Nature has got a really attitude towards us, and we're going to have to fix that, if you don't mind. Uh, also, 
you check out our Chauncey's Great Outdoors page. Later on today, we're going to have our new nature detective noise. Uh, I take uh, actual audio of different animals, birds, mammals, etc., that are in the the great outdoors, and we put it up there, and you have to guess what they are. If, hey, if you're guess right, you're one of our nature detectives that week. It's a lot of fun, and people are coming up with some really creative answers, but that's our nature detective on Chauncey's Great Outdoors uh, on, on Facebook. You have to love it. Also, speaking of Indiana earlier, Turkey Run, uh, Indiana Dunes State Park, Dream Lake, Starve Hollow Recreation Areas, they're all resuming entrance fees starting today. Okay? Um, they're, so they're once again, they're collecting the entry fees for the use of state parks and different areas in Indiana. Please uh, remember that. If you want a full breakdown of this and the other fees, you can go to stateparks.il. I'm sorry, stateparks.in.gov. Stateparks.in.gov. And... Uh, just search and say entrance fees, and you'll get the list of all the parks that are now charging entrance fees again. I know, I know. I mean, I, I thank them very much for opening it up to us and, and being careful, but they said you have to watch out because uh, buildings may not be open. Um, you know, vault toilets will be open, but, you know, the flush toilet buildings may not be at this point. But So please, you know, bear with them. They're really trying hard to keep it all going which is an important thing to do out there. Oh, man, we got this, we got this, we got this. Uh, Fisher Report. There is no Aiden Fisher Report because my grandson said, Mom still got us locked down, Papa. Because I think he called his mother the warden. <laughs> One time he said, my warden's got me locked down, Papa. But I'm sure as uh, Michigan relaxes some of the restrictions, he'll be out chasing some uh, fish on the Grand River or some of the local ponds and lakes. Or he may be just you know, waiting for me. That's true. You never know. Oh, I hear the flute. So you know what that means. It's coming that time of the show. And I always like to leave you with a Native American proverb. And this one comes from Sweet Medicine from the Cheyenne Nation. It says, there is a special magic and holiness about women. They are the, be they are the bringers of life to the people and the teachers of our children. There is a special magic and holiness about women. They are the bringers of life to the people and the teachers of our children. Sweet medicine, Cheyenne Nation. We don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we catch. We really borrow it all from our children's children. Happy Mother's Day, everybody, to all the mothers, whether you're a dad or a mom. Happy Mother's Day. Take care. We'll see you next week, everyone. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. 